0: I said I would never skate again, but this event is really incredibly special, and the timing was right for me to go through a midlife crisis, i got to prove I still got it kind of thing. So I'm actually excited to be on the ice, just seeing everybody all together in one place. It's like a big reunion, and just really celebrating what our sport is and has been. They're the ones that inspired us and that made it possible for us to be able to do what we do. And some of us are brave enough to even go out and perform.
1: Legends of the Ice. And you are tuning in Uh to Why Not Sports Uh with the homie D. Murph. So why not? Why not? Why not sports? It impacts your everyday life. Why not sports? It's more than on and off the court. Why not sports? Hey, Why not sports? Yeah. Why not sports? It impacts your everyday life. Why not sports? It's more than on and off the court. Why not sports? Hey. Why not sports? D Murph. D Murph. You a fool for this one. one. (laughs) Yeah. All right, well, good morning, good afternoon, good evening. I'm definitely excited for this particular episode. It's a great way for me to finish the year. I like to consider her a friend, someone that has uh, been patient with me through technical difficulty. But world, I have uh, an icon. I like to say a living legend, a a a, a champion, an Olympic medal skater, the great Debbie Thomas. On the other end, welcome to Why Not Sports.
0: Thank you so much Derek, thanks for having me
1: No problem, no problem, no problem So I know uh, when we did speak um, a few weeks back You've been uh, very, very busy So how you been doing um, overall though, how you been?
0: Oh, I'm I'm great I, um, you know, whenever you're sort of uh, trying to... uh, you know take humanity to a higher level (laughs) it's a challenge um but yeah i'm like working on how we can do you know jedi training camp for for humanity so
1: yes ma'am yes ma'am
0: it's uh it's been it it's been a really um exciting journey and I mean I can't really do it justice in a, in a short interview and, and as you know we we touched on a lot of things and so yes
1: ma'am yes um, ma'am but we, you will be back on the other platform right? we will right? be
0: back and we'll slowly yes, ma'am. Gotcha. you know um, spoon feed the red pill <laughs> <laughs> yes and ma'am help, yeah and help help humanity get to you know where we're all supposed to be so um, but yeah I mean it it's great because you know, being able to sort of tie in, sort of my past as an athlete and and all of the experience and many lifetimes that I've gotten to live in this one lifetime. Yes. Um. Yeah. It's 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 been quite a journey, and you know, I've just been very blessed to have, um, you know, been able to tap into my superpowers and and start using them. But it is a lot of work, but. I'm an Aries so I'm that kind of person
1: <laughs> Shout out to the Aries Exactly Well I also want to bring up a couple of quotes that um, you had said And I want again I've Ever since I've had you on And I've been really focusing on those As I continue this journey in, in media or being a sports host uh, The first one is I quote I tell people I'm too stupid to know what's impossible. I have ridiculously large dreams and half the time they come true, end quote. And another one, uh, I quote, just because you didn't start out perfect doesn't mean you can't have an excellent result in the end, end quote. Wow. Yes.
0: I have to say you know most of the stuff actually I, I have a better than half the time it comes out you know <laughs> odds I mean strangely I mean I I think so far the only thing that I really have set out to do that I that I haven't done and then I, I really haven't set out to do it. it was something I wanted to do but I don't you know I probably won't do it now but I'm I wanted to be an astronaut actually.
1: Oh, I didn't know that Okay really
0: looked, Yeah, I actually really looked into it Because um, I met a lady at, at, It was actually at one of the U.S. National Championships And her name's Jan Davis And she's an astronaut And her husband's an astronaut and I actually went and visited them um, You know, was going to watch a launch That ended up not going But yeah, I got to go to Houston And play around with all the Her husband was doing a spacewalk Like, it was like the first untethered spacewalk in I don't know how many years, you know, and he had this, like, jet pack, and so they had this virtual reality thing he was using to train with. So uh, they let me get on the thing. (laughs) I was like, I wonder if I could do a skating move, you know, but in microgravity, you really don't want to do that. I, like, spun off and, you know, died, but... spun off into space yeah but right. yeah it was pretty cool being at nasa and um you know um but i you know i've been down the rabbit hole so you know nasa is there's there's a lot of stuff people don't know about nasa but anyway yes, it's still right. cool. <laughs>
1: so so world well, is very
0: cool
1: oh yeah oh yeah and one thing i will add to that debbie living in houston <laughs> um i've been fortunate enough to take uh obviously not this year but uh check out nasa and you know what they do offer um definitely want to do more of it now that this um pandemic quote unquote has hit i know when i do once it does clear up would like to explore a little more to uh just to as we talked about just to learn more and just to be on top of uh the world around us, so to speak
0: yeah um, it and and i i mean you're gonna have to dig really deep okay. but yeah i i uh you know they they had like the brand new mission control there at that time um so you know we were watching it we obviously they launched from Cape canaveral, but we were watching it from and it was kind of a bummer because I was like all excited and then they're like at negative not college. and I was like that's it do they do it over is there a do over you know gotcha, gotcha. it was funny but um, but yeah I mean I you know I've been studying um, you know all this quantum metaphysics and all the secret stuff and so yeah hopefully hopefully, you can find out some stuff but I don't oh, think I yeah. can tell you
1: everything <laughs> oh yeah so like I, like I told the world or we told the world uh, world Debbie will be back for a more in-depth conversation yes, uh, outside of I sports uh, she's been uh, fortunate enough to bless me with uh, sports content first here on Why Not Sports the other platform obviously where it's an open forum for yeah. you know her to tell her truth with no restrictions will be coming uh, 2021 as I told her I got more dope things to come. The laptop is underway; just been ordered. So, looking to do visuals and and, and the whole nine yards. But
0: oh, cool, cool, sp- cool, cool.
1: Yes, ma'am. So speaking of studying, though, I, I I didn't bring this up last time. You were getting your degree while you were skating at your peak, and you got yes. your degree.
0: Yes. I managed to do that.
1: <laughs> I barely got my degree, and I wasn't even an Olympian. I was just a, a normal college student.
0: Yeah, too stupid to know what was impossible. I just, you know, I don't know. It, it, it's funny, and a lot of people will probably, you know, condemn me for this. But the most important thing that I actually learned at Stanford was at freshman orientation when the president the university told us to question authority. Mm. Like I probably could have just left right then and gotcha. saved myself a lot of money. Got gotcha. you. But I, you know, I because I was going into medicine, you have to take, you know, certain classes, but I ended up you know, doing an engineering degree just cuz I don't know, it seemed like it'd be more fun and mm. so I was a product design major and you know, I didn't really, you know, use well I use some of the engineering concepts, you know, as an orthopedic surgeon, obviously. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, like, now that I'm, like, studying a lot of really interesting esoteric things that are engineering-related, you know, mm. I mean, all of that stuff just totally goes over my head <laughs> as far <laughs> as the <laughs> physics and, the, and, you know, but, um, you know, on the quantum metaphysical level, it's it's like a whole other, you know it's like a whole other perspective that even, you know, engineers don't totally understand yet. Gotcha. So gotcha. it's um it's it's been a pretty cool um you know it's been a pretty cool path getting to, to this point of, you know, saying, you know, let's really see what technology can do, not nice. what they're telling us. You know, or hurting us into, but what really um, is beyond our limits, and and that, I think that's why I was successful as an athlete because I always was pushing myself. You know, beyond my limitations, mm-hmm. and you know, once you sort of get this understanding that you know we we are limitless beings, then you know that's why you know you can see. Uh, You know, these these athletes doing these things that, you know, sometimes it just defies, you know, (laughs) it's like they're defying gravity. Well, right. Because, you know, gravity is just a concept that we were taught and told that, you know, you can't fly.
1: Yeah. And if you believe
0: you can't fly... You ain't going to fly. That's
1: yes, it. That's but, it. But, you know,
0: remember Michael Jordan, I believe I, I
1: can fly. fly. Yes, ma'am. Right. Yes, well,
0: ma'am. that's why you start seeing athletes, you know, you get these young people and they just take it to the next level and you take it to the next level, you know, and you think back, you know, there was a time they didn't think you could run, run a yeah. four-minute mile. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I mean, what what's disappointing right now is all this crazy you know programming that's going on I Mm -hmm. mean even I I was talking to somebody today because he was like well I've had three COVID tests that have been negative I said yeah that's because you don't believe that it's (laughs) a (laughs) pandemic so that's why it's negative you know people don't realize how powerful the mind is Mm, and uh, I said you know um, there was a point to what I was about to say, and I can't even—I just escaped me. But um, well,
1: let me help you out. So you was talking about like how, like, believe you can fly, like Michael Jordan, and running a four-minute mile, things that wouldn't. Basically, oh, okay. the power of your mind can really set you to do things right. that's unforeseen.
0: Right. Well, I remember what it is. It has okay. to do with the recent Skate America competition. Gotcha. <laughs> What, uh, one of my friends' skating counterparts was like? Oh yeah, they're gonna have Skate America on TV. It's gonna be on NBC. Which, you know, figure skating, uh, you know, after they changed the judging and all that kind of stuff, um, you know, it really lost a lot of the popularity. I mean, like when I was skating, I mean, we were like rock stars. Yeah. And um, and then skating just really kind of changed. And, um, and a lot of the skating, you couldn't even catch it on major networks anymore. You had to, like, you know, go on some special pay per view subscription thing if you wanted to watch figure skating. And um, so, yeah, so he said, Oh, yeah, they're going to have Skate America on NBC. And I was like, Oh, wow, well, that's, you know, step up. <laughs> nice. He goes, But guess what? He said, You can buy a ticket to the event. But you know you can't go to the event. So what if you buy a ticket, you can actually get a cardboard cutout. <laughs>
1: <of
0: yourself. laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, I think we talked about this last yeah, time. Yeah, yes, ma'am. It's yes, like, ma'am. there's no way I would be able to perform that way. I just, I don't know. Like I said, I'd be like on the ice laughing. But uh, it was funny because I watched another event and they had the cardboard cutouts and they had things like in the audience like geckos and (laughs) 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 and I just I feel so bad for our athletes it's just yes it's just like you know these are super healthy and because I have done the research and I've done you know and I'm seeing the papers and the whatever, it it is it's breaking my heart, I, yeah. I keep coming across things of seeing our young people who um, you know, they have such talent and such, you know, I saw a really cool thing of um, Tommy Shaw of Styx had done a thing with these um, young people that were uh, you know, musicians and, you know and he was playing his song. Uh, gosh, what was the song? It was really relevant. Oh, you're fooling yourself. Yeah, it was perfect. You know, it's like there were so many themes. You know, because Stix had Grand Illusion and <laughs> you're fooling yourself and <laughs> la la la. You know, and so I remember doing this post You know, just talking about you know, wake up humanity to what's happening before it's too late to do something. And it's really hard because we're. You know, I I do encounter people who have lost loved ones, um, you know, during this pandemic or whatever they Mm -hmm. want to call it. And, you know, and yeah, it's it's unfortunate because I know that it's not what they're telling people and that a lot of these people probably did not have to lose their lives. And it is, um, they're silencing... Doctors and specialists and healthcare workers and and it's all you know. It, it's all to to push humanity in a certain direction that that you know we don't need we don't need to go in that direction. We're yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Literally limitless. But, you know, we have the ability to heal ourselves, but yeah. our minds are so powerful, and I don't think people understand that. You know, and that that's why you know athletes. Um, you know, sometimes they do seem larger in life because they have tapped into that, you know, those, like I call them superpowers, no. but everybody has them. They just don't know that they have them. It's all about belief and it's all about, um, you know, sometimes people have had so much trauma in their life that it um, you know, and it, it affects their ability to be Positive and um, and they don't really understand how energy works and how it um, you know really dictates how <laughs> you know how our our lives pan out and so you know generally you're gonna find you know your Olympians that have you know they they've all overcome adversity yes. You know, none of them have had like some simple, <laughs> you know, path. They've they've learned how to discipline themselves. They've learned how to uh, get in the zone and really um, control their minds. And you know, I learned that skill at, at, at a really young age because yes. my mom was just one of these people. She she read a lot, and um, so she put me in an optimal performance workshop when I was probably about. 12 or okay. so Okay. and um, yeah and so I learned all about visualization and all of that stuff so I already knew about that stuff later in life um,
1: and mom also played an important role for your love of skating too right
0: yeah so so yeah so one of your questions was you know how did I get you know into the skating and you know my mom was you know she was a brilliant lady and she was like a straight A student and she um she was like a math major and a music minor she actually you know was a very talented piano player and, oh okay um so she always had this love of the arts and so when i was growing up you know from the time i was two we were you know she always had season tickets to the opera and the ballet and the symphony and broadway musicals and to so, you know and ice shows was one of the things that you know she would bring me to which i loved Mm -hmm. and you know and it was funny because my mom you know she didn't really realize until i was skating that you know her you know she she was playing piano and her piano teacher you know wanted her to play more and and she was doing school you know my mom was like taking college level classes while she was still in high school and stuff and had my brother you know you know she's like 17 18 years old with a baby and college, college you know so she was doing the juggling thing um so i guess that's where i maybe got some of that from but she um you know she could not under you know her her coach was like well you know couldn't you just like get a b instead of an a (laughs) you know so that you could concentrate on your piano more you know my mom's like i don't know how to study to get a b you know and so it wasn't until later when you know she had me and skating and you know when i had to start skating all these hours to be able to perfect my skills she goes oh now i understand what my piano coach was like you know because my coach used to go nuts because it's like you're you know you're you know, I need you here at the rink, you know, and you, you're saying you got to study and you got exams, and, you know, and he couldn't understand that, um, so, yeah, kind of, kind of followed in mom's footsteps with, with all of that, <laughs> I guess, but, yeah, I mean, that, but that's where that whole, you know, not knowing what's impossible comes in. But yeah, I mean, she knew about vitamins. I mean, I used to have to take this cup full of horse pills. (laughs) I got so sick of like Crystal Light. Like my breakfast every day was Crystal Light, a YoPlay yogurt, a Danish, and a whole cup full of these vitamins. That you know, you had that vitamin taste in your throat all day. (laughs) And um, but yeah, she she knew about a lot of things, and um, you know, I didn't get sick and. I really didn't get injured until one year. I, I uh, well, I fell on my tailbone the year that I was, I think it was novice. I think okay. the first year that I made it to nationals, and so, you know, but that wasn't that big of a deal. And then the worst injury I had was in '87 when I was trying to defend my national title. I got yes. Achilles tendonitis working with some. Athletic, no pain, no gain. <laughs> athletic trainer. Wow. <laughs> and I messed up my gastroc. I pulled well. I pulled my gastroc, and then it kind of migrated into my Achilles tendons, and that was just a really hard thing to get over because tendons don't get a lot of blood supply. And you know, but I got to really say this though, get rid of it until I stopped skating for a few months.
1: And it happened in '87. Mm-hmm. But in 1988. The Winter Olympics in Calgary, which hashtag or the quotations battle with the Carmens, you still was able to come back to go to where you was ready for a medal. I I, I got to have you talk about that.
0: Well, I mean, as soon as I stopped skating, the the tendonitis went away. Okay. I mean, and that was like not. I mean, I normally at the end of the season took several months off because oh, I had okay. schooling to catch up on and things like that. Um, you know, and I mean, the 88 year was, you know, it was a good year. And, um, you know, Aya Zenova, who was a world champion from Czechoslovakia, she was a big supporter of mine, and she's the one that really set up for me to work with Burishnikov. And, I mean, it. it, it it was weird because um, you know for the first time it was almost like too perfect <laughs> for mm. me okay. um, you know I mean my, I we did have to leave Redwood City um, because there was this thing where all these rinks were closing because they had gotten lumped in liability insurance with you know, amusement parks, and so a lot of rinks were not able to afford their liability insurance, they had to gotcha. close. And um, so that's how I ended up going and training at the University of Colorado that year. But it was really a perfect place to train, you know, high altitude. They had a rec center, weight rooms there. Um, you know, I met my first husband there, and he was like studying to be an athletic trainer, so he was, you know, he had sort of noticed that you know when I was doing figures for all these hours that when I would go and switch to, to do freestyle, I would be all stiff, so he would come and stretch me out and do all this stuff. So I mean, it was it, it was a really good setup. It, you know my, my coach and I just didn't always see eye to eye on training because he didn't really understand me that. Was well.
1: that Mr. Alex?
0: Alex McGowan, yeah So You know <laughs> When I was like juggling school I think it was like I got You know, because we could push each other's buttons And I think that when I was in school And, and you know And also kind of had my mom there to run interference it, would, it, it kept the dose of us pushing each other's buttons down <laughs> <Whereas> <laughs> When I went to Colorado It was like, oh man I don't know if I could take this all day, you know And so, you know, and no, you know, no fault to him I mean, he just was a certain kind of personality And I, you know, I was a very psychological skater Mm. Meaning, you know, I didn't really like training at all Mm. And so, you know, and I think it was just because McGowan stressed me out you know gotcha because whenever he wasn't there i would skate a lot better Mm. (laughs) so but you know he was you know a very good technician and um you know but the problem is once you get to that level it's like you don't need somebody to tell you how to do stuff anymore you know how to do it it becomes a psychological game at that point
1: okay
0: and you know and there's a certain emotional component To performing your best That you can't really practice So I think that, that, that I had like underlying Resentments about Things that You know maybe were um, You know Causing me to get kind of burnt out mm-hmm. As I was approaching The Olympics and I okay. think a lot of people Don't really understand that because I mean I remember talking for ten hours on the phone one day with my mom because wow. I really didn't want to go to the Olympics.
1: Wow. I was just
0: like, "I'm tired of this." And and yeah, I mean, it was sort of like, "Wow, if I don't go, then I'm gonna have to spend the rest of my life explaining why I mm, quit right before the Olympics." Yes,
1: I could imagine.
0: But it got to where I felt like I wasn't really doing it for myself anymore. Gotcha you know, and then, you know, I had fallen in love with Brian, and, you know, I just wanted to get it over with, and, you know, go on, and do doctoring, and, you know, I didn't know what, I didn't know what to expect with doctoring, <laughs> I mean, and, and I'm not, like, putting my, my surgeon career down, because I actually enjoyed it, mm-hmm. I enjoyed my patients, I enjoyed surgery, I just didn't enjoy the system of medicine, so I had to just get out of it, but, Um, yeah, I mean, I wish that I had actually gotten a chance to enjoy the Olympics. Gotcha. And that was one of those kind of things where McGowan kind of had this belief that, you know, if you missed an hour, then you're going to be one hour worse in the competition. Mm. So like when we got to Calgary, he would, um, you know, he'd be like, oh, Guess what you know I got this Extra ice time at this rink It's only five hours away it's a curling rink And you can do figure. you know and I'm like I don't want (laughs) to (laughs) freaking (laughs) go And then you know And if I did that then he'd threaten To you know have Brian sent back And it was just it just wasn't cool It was a bad um, Vibe And I do think that probably subconsciously There was you know maybe some Resentment you know I can I can sort of look at it that way and you know I think it. as we spoke you know I wasn't really supposed to win the Olympics Um, and we talked about you know Liz Manley having like the performance of of her life how much that meant to Canadians and to her and then we talked about Katarina and the deal with the East Germans that you know nobody knew about it back then but you know all that's come out now and and that you know, she really loved skating and performing and wanted to be an actress and, you know, that was the life that she really wanted and that wasn't really what I wanted. So I I feel like, you know, she wanted it and needed it more than I did. So, you know, that's that's why everything came out the way that it did. Yes. Um, you know, and, and yeah, she, you know, I always tell people, it's like, if I'd have won, there might, there probably wouldn't have been a Carmen on Ice. Right. You know, because they basically said, you know, if you don't win, you don't get to go and perform in the West. Right. You know, and that's, and, and you know, and we did get into talking about how now, in retrospect, I can look back and see how we athletes were just totally used for <laughs> Cold War propaganda. <laughs> these are all things that you know are coming full circle now as we watch the puppet show unfold and and the world gets brought to its knees economically yes ma'am over you know these entities that you know most people don't even know who who they are who are controlling everything and yeah so we have all these emotions and polarities and you know
1: (laughs) and i got two more questions for you
0: job it's gonna be a big job getting humanity back on track but we're working
1: on it oh yeah and one day at (laughs) a time for sure so two more questions for you so the battle of the carmen's yes if you can explain to the listeners that the first time listeners Thank you for tuning in to Avid Listeners Y'all already know what time it is Can you explain the Battle with the Carmens For those who do not know as they Listen to this story
0: Yes well You know Bizet's Carmen You know was well It was an opera you know And uh, You know I guess it took place in Spain And Carmen was this uh, You know I don't know Harlot's probably not the right <laughs> she was a seductress, but anyway, she you know she had these two guys that you know were falling for her. One was a soldier, and one was kind of this fancy guy. Anyway, um, but you know the music you know some beautiful music. Um, there's actually ballet versions of Carmen as well, and there's a Bolshoi ballet version, and then there's some some other ballet versions, and so it. It's music that I've always loved, and actually you know the person that i that was probably the closest to me having an idol in skating would have been Linda Fradiani, and she actually skated the Carmen in the Olympics hmm. in eighty and um you know and and basically, I decided to skate to it because i nobody had skated to it in a wow. while. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so at the time You know I had this Sort of boyfriend Long distance You know Hungarian ice dancer And um, And so he And his partner were taking from Christina Rogozzi Who actually you know lived in the States And so he and his partner were coming to the States to actually work with her But they had just come from Karl Marxstadt. You know where Katarina trains in East Germany And um, So we I remember meeting There at Christina Rossi's house out on this you know Patio and we're sitting there having <laughs> lunch and so I was like Kevin guess what I'm gonna Skate to um, Nobody skated to it in a long time And and he's like what you know and I said Carmen <laughs> And his face was like Ugh. <laughs> And I was like what I said, "Don't tell me, Catarine escaped it." He's like, "Mm-hmm." Wow. <laughs> and I said, "Oh, wow." I said, "Well, she'll have to change that because I'm not changing." There you go. And so, yeah, I said, "Well, I guess great minds think alike on this one." So, you know, it was interesting because we really kind of took totally different approaches to it, but we really could not have served up a better propaganda engine, you know. Uh, uh, Mechanism for them on a silver platter, you know. So right. uh, battle of the, Car- you know, and then they had the battle of the Bryans, you know. They always had a battle, you know, and they right. always sort of, <laughs> you know, make these rivalries. Right. That, you know, I mean, I I always my entire skating career, I never looked at competing a- against people. Um, you know because I knew I didn't really have any control over what they did or what the judges did mm-hmm. you know the only person I had control over was me and so what was difficult about the Olympics was that I knew I was just better than what I performed in the mm-hmm. long program and I, I I had performed so well up until that point you know I did some of the best figures that I had ever done and, mm-hmm. and you know they they drew left forward paragraph loop which is like my worst figure and worst night. Like, like if they, like if I was, if somebody asked me like what figure would be the least one that you would want in the Olympics to be drawn would be left for a paragraph loop. And I just, I don't know. I got in the zone and I nailed that thing. People still talk about it to this day.
1: And I'm glad you brought TV. that up.
0: Yeah. Debbie, I
1: got to bring that up. Like, a lot of people especially me as a sports host and someone that really loves sports to this day people really show you love and admiration for what you've been able to accomplish especially in, in figure skating and as an olympian how does that make you feel years later decades later knowing that people still to this day you know shows love and support to what you've been able to accomplish
0: well it's good i i i wish i wish that people had though a better understanding of all of the things that i'm doing because i actually feel like this the work that i'm doing now is probably much more impactful impactful Mm -hmm. than Mm -hmm. what i was doing as a skater understand but it um you know it, it it it's meaningful because you know during and and this is when i was telling you about when i was having a hard time like saying oh my gosh i don't want am the olympics i did you know i mean i would get a lot of fan mail um you know from all kinds of of people from all walks of life but i did realize that i had a responsibility mm-hmm. you know particularly to the black community because there were you know um There were people who, um, they saw what I was doing and they they actually would say things like, I never thought that I would be, I could do anything like that until I saw you do it. Right. So they really identified, um, you know, it's like they see a black woman doing something and if they were a black woman they had you know for whatever reason they needed to see somebody else do it to get yeah. them inspired that they could do it. Mm-hmm. Now I you know I grew up with my mom telling me you can do whatever you want. So yeah. I just you know didn't really think about race or sex or you know any any possible limitations. Mm-hmm. I didn't you know I never put limitations on myself but I you know now I you know I deal with all kinds of people, friends of mine, you know, even from the skating world, you know, some people trying to still get through, you know, finding their identity <laughs> now, you mm-hmm. know, now that their skating life is long past. And so, um, you know, so I do, uh, you know, deal with, you know, help people with that. And it, you know, and I don't really necessarily do it professionally. I mean, You know, I'm uh, certified in quantum healing hypnosis technique, but I don't really practice it. Mm -hmm. You know, a a lot of what I've learned, though, over you know over the years from experience and things like that, you know, I've found that I can just talk to people and help them, you know, find themselves. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, um, most of the work that I'm doing with our Legacy Gold Lifeline ecosystem is all about empowerment. And teaching people various skills of empowerment through, you know, whether it's, you know, mental, emotional, physical, financial, spiritual. Um, you know, it, it's... Um, people have to, you know, realize their limitlessness and, and, yes. and their abilities in all of these areas. So, yeah, that's what I'm, you know, we're working towards... You know, Jedi training camp. Yes, yeah, which is
1: awesome. <laughs> so, right? Which is awesome. Yeah. You're doing so, it, Miss yeah. Debbie. You're doing it mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. And lastly, before I let you go, like I was yes. telling you, the fact that your dress, your skates, is at the National Museum, the the Smithsonian of the African American yeah. history in DC. That's powerful.
0: Well, it's good because if I had it, it would probably be like in some box. <laughs> <laughs> As a matter of fact, my it, my attorney still has my bronze medal um, from when I did when I filed bankruptcy. So, you know, people can't understand this kind of stuff. They just they're like horrified. They're like, oh, my God. And it's like, you know, you have to kind of realize how things work in the world and why things happen and um you know we do put a lot of emphasis on material things Mm -hmm. and metals and this and that and and we we sort of miss the actual um the jewel of it all is the experience right Uh, you know because if we're going to ascend to higher levels of of consciousness and spirituality and and greatness, you know, we have to really get past a lot of the material That's things true. that and and so, you know, you'll find that you know people, you know, they got all these certificates and this and that, you know, and they they don't really mean that much. Um, I have in the past few years just crossed paths with some of the most amazing brilliant minds of the world that nobody knows about yeah and um you know and and i'm a connector so i'm like trying to connect you know all these people cuz every every single person that you meet is a piece in the puzzle you mm. know people think uh, you know i a lot of times people say oh i'm nobody and you know and it's like who even told you that what right. makes you believe Why you're you nobody believe that? right and um and so, yeah. So I have to kind of help people with the deprogramming of, of belittling themselves and, and realize that they all have a purpose. But yeah, there's. I, I'm actually able to see what people's, you know, <laughs> empowered personality actually is before they can see it, and I can see how all of these people, when they come together, how we can co-create this this amazing world. And so, yeah, so I, I've crossed paths with all kinds of incredibly brilliant minds, but, like, trying to get them all together, I, I was telling one of the guys in our group, I said, it's kind of like trying to herd roadrunners, <laughs> and you're <laughs> wild. And <kind> of <laughs> everybody's That's off funny. doing their own thing, you know, and, it, and it's like, oh, man, if I could put this one and this one and this one together, you know, we could do like you know so it is kind of funny but it is coming together so it's um you know i can see sort of the the future results of various things but i'm I, but i'm also you know seeing fruits of our labor you know we're you know working in cryptocurrency and and just i'm very proud of this small group of people that i'm working with they're from all over the world and we getting you know just just like we've got a couple of people from rwanda in and they're you know growing their cryptocurrency and and it's just like even just like a 100 bucks can completely you know i know it's going to completely change their life and you know as millennials you know they can pass this on and teach others and so it's really exciting you know after a couple of years of you know (laughs) going you know going through all these obstacles to finally actually get to the point of where people are 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 positioning themselves to be in a much better um you know financial position that that will you know mathematically change their lives um it you know even if it's just a few people it's yes, ma'am. meaningful because you know if you change their life it's going to you know be paid forward and paid forward and paid forward
1: well as a host of a well-established platform such as why not sports um, having you on this platform is definitely a game changer for me. Um, Like you said, you really haven't done any interviews or media. So for me, I just want to tell you thank you for helping me uh, grow this podcast and the message and and just giving me the push that I need and some insightful things and also for that listener out there, Debbie Thomas from her own mouth, she will tell you she wasn't the first black (laughs) metal list when it came to the olympics it was actually tied well,
0: yeah the world championships because they they said that i was the first black world champion um but ty babylonia and randy gardner actually were world champions and so yeah technically she's half filipino half black there um, it is
1: so there you go so world now you <laughs> see why like Debbie been saying you gotta do your research, and when you look up Thai Babylonia, you it was it was shows African yeah. American descent. So it, I, I I I'm I'm floored, just like wow. That's why I love what I do. That's why I'm grateful and fortunate that I had or have this opportunity to connect with Debbie. Before you go, yeah, if you can let the world know how they can find you.
0: Yes, well, right now the best way is just to email um, legacygoldlifeline at gmail.com. That's okay. our business address because um, I've, I'm, I'm building some platforms and, and they're, not, they're not ready yet. So I don't want people to go on them and get lost. And so, but if people are really interested in sort of learning uh, what we're doing, uh, they can contact me there and uh, you know we can sl- you know slowly <laughs> exactly <laughs> and I trust me I, I, and I still go involved. back to those
1: emails and, and links just to stay refreshed
0: <laughs> yeah well I mean if people want I have I, I put together a, a cryptocurrency crowdfunding mechanism called Fundexit
1: okay.
0: and it's really pretty brilliant it's just um you know, we need to get. You know, there's going to be an app um, that will be like a digital asset management app called Portal X that that needs to get developed, and that and so we we are trying to fundraise to get that done um, because it'll make doing all of this much much easier. I, I I've been sorry, the dogs are going. No, crazy. no,
1: you're good. No, actually, from like my God. end, is not that bad.
0: Oh, good. Yeah, they're going nuts. They're like singing. I don't know what they're singing, <laughs> but they're, they're going nuts. So, anyway, but yeah, we, um, you know, I, I, I've been working with this group of people from all over the world, and, you know, we're all kind of, um, you know, wanting to get this app done. A, a lot of these people I sort of had to rescue from a, um, a project that started out really good and was teaching people how to save in gold, and then. You know, as with many things, um, you know, things can start out good and then they can go sour, especially if somebody comes in to infiltrate or sabotage. Yes, ma'am. Whatever. And and so, yeah, so, yeah, we're going to have plenty to talk about. But, yeah, yeah, if people want to learn that, you know, and this, you know, everybody's not ready for this yet. I understand.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: But well, we can do some pretty, pretty big stuff. So, yeah, right. I, I had Legacy Gold Lifeline is, you know, me rescuing people.
1: From, well, thank you. Thank from, you for, uh, yeah. for reaching out. And, and, and like you said, you can't you might not be able to help everybody. But if there's one or a few,
0: you've done your purpose exactly well that's the thing i mean we can we what what i've learned with working with people and individuals from all walks of life you know all ranges of you know financial status um you know we have we have something for everyone and and the reality is one size doesn't fit all so you can't just put people in and you know say okay everybody do the same thing and it's gonna and it's going to work out Um, so we do you know, we are trying to work together to come up with something that's really community based and so we help each other and I I have I call them my spies, I'm like I have spies (laughs) and eyes everywhere and they just give me all the best info so I can put everything together in a way that um, works very synergistically I mean the reality is there is no one thing that you can do that is is a solution that you have to be able to integrate you know things that work from various different aspects and and get them to work synergistically and that's you know we kind of live in this sort of black-and-white thinking world and and yeah trying to help people get out of their polarities and out of their black-and-white thinking and really you know Mm -hmm. Critical thinking about things is what we um, what we're doing, and and so I'm really proud of um, the people that have come together and what they've brought to the table, and and how it's changing their lives and and other people's lives. So, it's pretty cool.
1: World, include myself, Debbie. Thank you for taking time out your busy schedule. World, again, we have a woman, a figure skater an african-american figure skater who u.s championship world championships and an olympic medal that's a lot on this platform gave us a lot of gems and just some insight from her experience and to find me you can find me on twitter and instagram at Murph. you can find the show platform on instagram at white sports underscore check out the website www.demerspeaks.com where uh debbie will be added to influential leader to have blessed this platform but enjoy your holidays everybody continue to be safe until next time keep grinding keep the faith
0: thanks